This is CliffCentral.com. We know that the criminals, including those who abuse women, depend on people around them. Women, as well as men, keeping silent even though they reject what they are doing. The time has come to speak up and expose the criminals. Only through a partnership of police and those they serve will we truly achieve the peace to which August 9th this year is dedicated. Forty years ago, a legion of brave and determined women dared to throw down the gauntlets at the seat of apartheid power. We honor these, we, these veterans. Indeed, the fact that we do not yet have a monument in these environs to acknowledge them is a challenge that we face as we plan to honor the victims and heroes of our history of struggle. Their inspiring example challenges us all to work together to realize their noble ideals and build a truly non-sexist society. Let us join hands in response to the call of the women for unity, peace and development. Let us enter the new century with concrete results to measure our beautiful words, equal power power and glory to the women of South Africa. Powerful words from Nelson Mandela on South African's Women's Day in Pretoria on 9th of August 1996. Now, being a woman in this day and age is tough on its own. Throw in the mind tricks that we play on ourselves as well as what men play on us and you've got a combination like no other. But is there more to the story of female neglect and abuse than is told or brought to the surface? Are women the problem? Are men the problem? Are we both equally or unequally the problem? Building on this, what does it take as a young woman in South Africa to grow yourself to the point of becoming a household name in a mere few years? Hard work on its own, talent, self-dependence, the people around you. We're going to be delving into this and the answers and thoughts about these questions on YLP today. You're with Sasha Lee Gonzalez. Tune into the conversation now on cliffcentral.com or you are already tuned in if you're listening. <laughs> Thank you so much for joining us today. Um, this is a youth leadership platform brought to you by Student Brands in Association with Leadership Platform. Thank you for joining us. Let's start it off and just jump into the deep end. Nomuzi Mabena, fondly known as Muesli by the masses and the girl who took nothing and turned it into something. Thank you so much for joining us it's today. It's a pleasure. Thank you so much for having me. Super excited to have you on the show. Um, so we're going to jump into it, um, but I want to introduce our other guests first. I was going to leave it until a bit later on in the show, but I'm too excited about yeah. it. So um, epic squad out here. Yes, we really, really do. Like proper strong woman with really great stories to tell. So we've got Bukelwa. Correct. Yes. Joining us in studio today as well. Thank um, you for having me. Thank you so much for coming through to share your amazing story. And I know maybe not a lot of you know who she is just by the name, but I'm sure once she shares her story and everything surrounding that, you'll recognize her and her story. Um, we've got Chandra. Hi. In front of me, joining us today in studio as well. And then we have Nikita, who is a okay please just mention the titles because literally <laughs> she wants to downplay it and i don't think it's worth downplaying well i was a journalist i'm now a full-time phd student but i'm a feminist activist boom bang bang okay oh, yes love that <laughs> so let's head into it who is muesli in three words and why i am amazing does that work that's one word okay so amazing was one word okay um I'm amazing. I'm an ambitious woman, very mm. ambitious. And can we make young and killing it as one word? I know it's two words, but we'll make it four words for you if you want. Okay, there you go. Ambitious, amazing, young, and killing it. Amazing. <laughs> Wonderful. Okay, so Namusli, you started out as a young woman from Panoni with a pocket full of dreams and yourself to push those dreams forward into becoming a reality. So 
I want to know now, what was your method of thinking as an 18-year-old girl? Wow, I think for me it was just get it by any means. I obviously grew up watching a lot of television and that's where I got my inspiration from. So when I got into like grade 10, grade 11 and I had to start making some serious decisions about what I wanted to do with my life, I was very confused because... Being a television star just seemed like such a far away, foreign thing to happen. And I had been going to auditions from time and time. But then when I turned 18 and I finally moved out of home and I moved to Joburg, I just really took it upon myself to do any and everything possible to make sure that I make my dreams come true. And I think a lot of people only became aware of me in 2012 when I won the VJ search. But mm-hmm. I had properly been pushing since I was young watching Kidio. Like I wanted to dance with Mr. Chinwag on Chinio on Kidio and like I had to wait so long to finally get my breakthrough. But I guess life is what happens while you're busy making plans and God had his own ideas. So you knew from a young age what you wanted to do. It wasn't although maybe getting there was a different story, you knew for a fact like this is what I'm doing and that's how it's gonna happen. You know for me I really like as a kid, I always knew that I wanted to be on TV, but when it comes to making it a serious career yeah. and like some, being a 40 year old woman doing this thing, I didn't really have any like references and I didn't really know how I would get there. But I kind of started off in Benoni emceeing events. We used to have a lot of dance competitions and hip hop competitions. Yeah. And one day somebody, some famous person was supposed to come and host one of these competitions and they never pitched. And I was like, and I can do it. Leslie, there was I Leslie. was like, put me in, I can do it. And since that day, I never ever looked back. And shout out to people in Benoni who supported me and gave me those platforms because I think there were a lot of kids who also would have liked to do it, but they kind of gave me the opportunity. And it's something that I've always been grateful for. And it's something that I tried to build on in everything that mm. I do. Did you allow your gender to make a difference in what you thought you could offer to the world and industry? No, my gender never ever, I, I, I'm really lucky in the sense that I was born in 1992 mm. and so I was born in kind of that brand new South Africa where yeah. possibilities were endless and anything can happen. The beautiful rainbow nation, the land of Mandela and that's kind of always the mentality that I had. Mm. The school that I went to, the girls were the smartest, the girls did the most sports, the girls were great. So I never really had that kind of a complex. I think I really became aware of it when I got into the hip hop field as a musician. Yeah. When I tried to break through as a rapper and suddenly people were asking me like, well, this is a male dominated industry. What, what impact do you think you can make? And I had absolutely no musical background at all. Mm-hmm. So, um, that was when I started to really get faced with those gender issues. But I'm very proud to say that in my career, I've encountered men that have been very, very helpful and have not made me have to go other routes and they know, haven't made it difficult for you. Yes, they really, really see my potential. But I think that starts with me. I never ever give out that energy of take advantage of me because I'm a woman or take advantage of me because I'm weak or take advantage of me at all. I'm very strong. I'm very confident. When I walk into the room, I know exactly who I am. And even if I may not be the biggest person or the smartest person or the coolest person in the room I'm always aware of what contribution I have yeah. and what what difference I can make and nobody else can do Muesli the way that I can do it even like the coolest guy in the world he could never be Muesli so that's just a superpower that I choose to hold on to How did the 20 year old you deal with challenges and what type of challenges did you face at that point in your life? 
Wow, at 20, I was about a year into my career and I think it was just about now I'm in, how do I really break through and mm. how do I really get to the next level? And obviously, I was still young. I still wanted to have fun. I still wanted to yeah. enjoy it. But I had a whole lot of responsibilities and everywhere when people were looking at me like, we know you, you that go from TV, so you better say the right thing. You better make the right decisions, you know? And sometimes as a young woman, it can be very, very difficult. I know something that I really struggled with and sometimes even to this day do is social media. There's really? so much negativity no, on social media. tell me. You know, like a lot of, a lot of the time it doesn't come straight to me mm-hmm. because people who really have bad things to say, they often don't say it directly to you. They'll just type your name, but they won't at you. So mm-hmm. it won't come directly to your mentions or whatever. But I just see it amongst other people and I see it like just everywhere. There's a lot of negativity and I just really wish people could change their mindsets. And something else that I personally challenge with is when you see other people doing so much and you're like, Oh my gosh, I didn't think I'm I'm doing enough. I need to figure out my life. I don't know if I've got it all sorted out. And I think as a young woman, especially there is so much pressure to have your life figured out. And if things go wrong, I mean, a woman can get killed in South Africa and it's her fault. That is so crazy. Like you really have to have your own story figured out. So, um, that is something that I really struggled with and it's only four years later and I'm still struggling with those things. And that's the thing about life. You never ever quite have it figured out. You're constantly, it's a constant negotiation of like, do I like this? Do I not like this? Maybe I can compromise here. Maybe I don't like this. Maybe I can do this. Maybe I can't do that. But you just have to kind of be in tune with yourself and with your chi. And for me, I'm very religious as well. So that is a great compass for me. But social media and everything that that comes with has been a bit difficult for me at times. You've mentioned figuring it out. Is it okay to be in that in that state constantly throughout your life, figuring it out? Is that okay? I think it's a really beautiful place to be in. And for me, I said I'm religious. And it's kind of God. For, it's kind of difficult for God to come into your life when you've got it figured all out. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? God really wants to come in and do something great and something beautiful in your life. So if you're kind of in a place where you're not, you don't know where you want to go or maybe things are going bad for you That isn't a bad thing Don't look yeah. at it as a bad thing Look at it as an opportunity And as a platform for God To come in and do something great with your life That's how I see it Boom bang Okay that's just a brief um, <laughs> So now I want to turn the conversation around And like really get it onto the topic of Women and whether we are really The problem in terms of What men are doing to us Or what we're allowing them to do to us Or however people might look at it So I want to ask all of you guys Collective guys Isn't it crazy how we're so inclined to say yeah, that though so insane. In a room full of females I still say all of you guys I want all of you young ladies Old ladies, young ladies, women, women. <laughs> <laughs> Please share your thoughts on Do women value themselves? Um, I think it depends, you know, um, with our older generation, uh, especially coming from Soweto with mm. like, sorry, black women, uh, they have this thing that you have to depend on a man. You have to respect a man. You have to be obedient, obedient to a man. And I was born 1993. I mean, I don't believe in that. You know, I believe that I should be independent. Mm. I should you know, do as I please, you know, it's, it's my life. Why should I let a man rule me? You know? So I think we, I, I value myself. I value my life. And if I want to do something, I just go ahead and do it. I don't let a man tell me what to do or how to live my life. And please delve into the background of your story just briefly so that our listeners do have a bit of background. Okay. So on the 14th of, um, 
on the no 12th of February <laughs> uh this year I was abducted at Barakana Mall. I was on my way from um Aponya Mall going home. Mm-hmm. Uh this crazy guy <laughs> forced me to get into his car and he drove away with me. Um now he was going into this dark alley. I I know the road, so I was like, you know what? Um, I need to get out of this situation. Mm-hmm. You know, I need to get out of this situation. So, as I was like thinking about where he was going and what he was gonna do to me, he did say that he was gonna go rape and kill me, and um, I was sort of like saying a little prayer, you know. And I saw that the door was unlocked. And as crazy as I am, like I said, I don't want a man to tell me what to do. You know, he yeah. wasn't going to tell me that that was my last day. Yeah. You know, he wasn't going to tell me that I wasn't, I was never going to see my family again. So I just decided I'm jumping out of this car. What do I have to lose? And that's when I started opening the door and I struggled a bit. So he hit me. And eventually I got, the, I managed to open the door and I jumped out. Soon as I gained, um, consciousness, I started running and he made a U-turn following me. I had to hide, had to think of something really fast. You know, I was bleeding. I was, uh, I wasn't sure if my, the pain was going to start kicking in, you know, so I had to think fast. I have to do something. So I hid by the wall and I covered myself with, with grass. And soon as he passed, I got up again and I started running. Um, I saw him make a U-turn again. Oh my god! And I was like, okay, I need to do yeah, the same up, thing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I did the same thing. And unfortunately I got up too early, I think. And he saw me. He couldn't immediately make a U-turn because there were cars behind him. So he, yeah, he just, yeah, eventually made a U-turn and parked in front of me. But luckily I was in next to, like close to the garage because I was running towards the garage so I could get help. So luckily I was very close to the garage and I started running. Like I couldn't feel my feet touch the ground at that point. And... When I got to the garage, that's where I asked for help. And I was just like, if if he does shoot me from behind or do anything, at least there are people there to witness this, you know, and my body will be found. Unlike me being missing for a lot of years and my family doesn't know where I went. So, you know what? You the know. fact that women have to actually think to this point, uh. at least. It's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. Uh. It's incredibly scary. And it's so, it's so crazy that in South Africa right now to be a woman and just to like, just because you are female, you are in danger at all times. And for me, I, I get really scared because in my profession, I work a lot at night mm. and sometimes like, you know, promoters will try to save costs and be like, okay, well, if you can just fly here by yourself and we'll have somebody pick you up at the airport, whatever. I'm like, I'm not going anywhere by myself. Really? Like I'm not, I'm not going anywhere by myself. Sometimes I'll even want to go out with my friends and if, if somebody's not going to come with me, even if if I should just drive by myself from four ways to Rosebank, I'm just thinking about, okay, it's fine now because it's still early. But what happens when it's three o'clock in the morning and I'm by myself? And you know how relevant that is? I mean, uh. me, myself, just in the past week, three on three occasions, I've managed to piss off a male driver to the point where they'll follow me and something will happen. I had a man the other day follow me into my complex up until my driveway gates, get out of his car 
and walk up to me in this aggressive manner because I accidentally didn't let him know that I was going to turn in time into my road. So you do have this feeling that, you know, you constantly have to be watching your back and in what world is that even normal as a woman? I don't want to piss this man off because he's driving and he's driving behind me. Mm. And Nikita, you're constantly in your thoughts. Yeah, you're constantly on edge. Mm. You're constantly uh, watching your back and thinking, um, is this man going to snap? Is this person going to do something to me? Am I okay walking alone? Um, a lot of the time I try not to go out after a certain time. I mean, we, we all take our, our necessary precautions, like checking if our doors, doors are locked, yeah. but having to send somebody your, uh, just, your progress on Uber. Yes. Or I just got home. That's the or, most important yes. message your friend can send you in this day. Yeah. Like friend, mm. I'm home safely. Mm. Yeah. And, uh, I just spent three weeks in England mm-hmm. and it's, uh, it's, uh, I thought, Yes, you can walk the streets of London completely freely because there's absolutely no petty crime or very little petty crime, maybe pickpocketing, but it's, the fears are really real for women there as it's well. It's present there. It's present. Even when I went to the States two years ago, it's present there. A couple of friends just went to India. A lot of the things that they've been reading say, okay, uh, at this time, don't walk it, uh, around this area. Um, if you are a woman in this area, don't wear something sleeveless. Don't wear. Oh, my goodness. Jeez, it is so restricting <sighs> to be a woman in this day and age. And it's not just in South Africa. But mm. are the problems that we are facing actually created by us? No. No. Tell me why. It's perpetuated I by know. us. No, I don't. I, for me, I'm just going to go to the very bad incidents. But in South Africa, it's become so normal. Killing. It's happening so frequently Or just women being abused It happens so frequently Because You know She was she did this Or she did It doesn't matter I could do anything Like Maybe if I killed your mother Maybe then But even then There's no There's absolutely no Excuse at all I can do anything And there's absolutely no excuse For having anybody Whether it's a male or female Retaliate In a violent way That could be Really harmful Or cost me my life I don't think that there's any excuse. Essentially, well, what men are saying when they victim blame, when anyone victim blames, is that men's uh, natural state is that of attacker, rapist, or whatever. Because it's women's dressing that uh, enhances that kind of... They can't control their urges, so women have to dress in a certain way. Women have to behave in a certain way because men cannot control their But there are sexy men too and we can control ourselves. Yes, precisely. Precisely. (laughs) So what people are saying when they victim blame is men cannot control themselves. Mm. But the problem is from school level already. Um, Mm. I used to be a teacher and we would hear principals and male teachers go, oh no, girls need to cover themselves up more because we can't concentrate if the girl's showing a bit of shoulder. Now, quite honestly, if the girl's showing a bit of shoulder and you want to jump her, then there's something wrong with you, yes. not with the girl. Yes. Um, no teachers. woman is actually walking around asking for it or mm-hmm. something. And I think it's also, from a male perspective, really bad to be told, oh, girls have to dress a certain way, otherwise she's going to be a distraction or she's going to tempt you or something. You should teach your son that no girl's asking for it, no girl's mm. distracting you on purpose. Uh, sorry, air quotes can't oh. be seen. <laughs> yeah. um, because it makes victim blaming so much easier. Uh, boys get more attention at school level already. So from girls are just, just straight off from the bat, just on a work's foot. 
And you know, Chandra, the other day you actually mentioned to me that um, it's naturally accepted in society that men, like the automatic response to everything is violence. And it's okay because you're a man. And, you know, if a woman becomes violent, oh, she must be on her period. There must be something wrong with her, you know. But for men, it's almost like don't, you know, if he does react in a violent manner, physical manner, that's negative, you know. Don't worry. It's a man. It's a man. Um, it's okay. Yeah. Oh. You, um, you mentioned uh, having a complex about um being a woman in a male-centric industry, we get those words so often, hang-ups, having a, a, a feminist agenda, having a, a hang-up and a complex, so like this inferiority complex, uh, being a woman. Our issues are so dumbed down mm. and made so trivial by people using that language against us and saying, you have no reason to be angry. There are people starving in, in X, Y, and Z mm. country. Our anger is real. Yeah. And you it's know, there actually, for a reason. My pastor was talking about this yesterday. We live in a day and age where you can tell somebody like, I've got a headache. And somebody's like, you've got a headache? Oh, well, I have got like, my head is bleeding. And when I sleep, I wake up and there's blood <laughs> on my pillow. Like, it's kind of like being bad and going through things. It's like, you trust me, there's worse things happening in the world. And women have kind of just learned to keep it moving. When men leave our households, we keep it moving. When we, suck it when up. we are raped. We keep it moving When we are beaten by our husbands at night We wake up in the morning And we go to work We get the kids to school We keep it moving Because we have that strength But that doesn't mean that we're 100% okay Sometimes we just need to take some time out And be like I am not okay And it will really creep up on you When you don't even know it A friend of mine had a a little meeting of women on Women's Day and she just had different people coming and speaking to us about fitness and mm. looking after ourselves and just the little things we can do in in this hectic world to look after ourselves and like exercising and working out and looking after your mind is really one of those things. And there was a young girl who spoke about um being stressed out and having anxiety and often in a black community it'll be viewed as I we are or this person is just whatever, like get over it or that's a white people thing or whatever. You know what I mean? We really don't deal with the issues that we face as women and we just keep it moving. But eventually it we come to a boiling point. And often when we come to a boiling point, we get killed for it. Mm. And that's sad. Do you think that Women's Month has the impact it does throughout society in aiming to spread the word of the value or importance of women? Um, for me, I just, I don't know. I think I tend to view Women's Month as a, as a bit of a both-sided, double-sided thing. You know, it's trying to spread a good word and, you know, the importance of women. But isn't that flawed in itself? The fact that we have to have a month dedicated yeah. to showing how important we are as women? This month has been a little bit like Val- women's women's month. This month has been a bit like Valentine's Day. Negative like or positive? Heard, negative. Like how mm. Valentine's Day is that day where it's just a commercial day. Well, my, my boyfriend's listening to this. He better not forget <laughs> Valentine's Day. But um, it's just kind of become like a commercial thing, and you know where we just like okay, girl power. Woo! Let's have some Women's Day lineups and whatever. But we have had more. Issues of abuse this month Than we've had the whole year mm. And in this time It's so crazy to me And I just feel like this year Especially we've definitely missed the mark We've missed the point completely So on the 9th of August um, I wasn't I wasn't in the country And it, it completely uh, Slipped my mind that it was Women's Day mm. And when I realized That it was Women's Day 
I messaged a couple of friends. I'm like, hey, well, what's the what's the vibe in South Africa like? Oh, it's just a normal public holiday. Mm. People have forgotten, firstly, its roots. And secondly, it's become this thing of, oh, a high tea at this venue or mm-hmm. performers there mm. and women's uh, day specials at this shop. Mm-hmm. And it's become so gendered that the original message has been lost. Mm-hmm. You strike the woman, you strike the rock. Mm-hmm. That is the initial message. That was the message back then. And now it's become this, oh, um, uh, this woman's day, let your husband do, uh, give you breakfast in bed. No, that's not what it's about. Yeah, because 27 yeah. women are being raped while your husband is giving you breakfast in bed. Yeah. And do we care about that? No. It's, we, it's about getting to the point where we don't need a woman's month, where we don't need a woman's day, where we don't need to be constantly watching our backs and afraid for our lives. And one thing that I've noticed is that women no longer fight for each other. You know, mm-hmm. if, um, like last night I was listening to a voice, uh, recording with my sister and this man was just swearing at this girl. And it was just like this, this voice note is going viral and people are laughing at it. People are laughing at this man, um, swearing at a woman, you know, why isn't anybody standing up? Why isn't anybody saying anything about it? You know, we as women, like she said, we, we, we lost the value of women's day and it's all about fighting for each other. It's all about standing up for each other because there's a woman out there that's being abused by, um, husband and you're, you're their neighbor and you hear her screaming every day, but you're doing nothing. You're not standing up for her. You're not helping her. Yet we say, yeah, it's women's month. Happy women's day. Happy women's Change day. Change your face to profile picture. Hashtag yeah, I love uh, women. Women's day. I love women, but you, you're not doing anything. You're not going out there and educating women about hey, hi, uh, you need to protect yourselves. There are vultures out there mm-hmm. and you you need to take self-defense tasks. Like the other day, I was actually helping my friend with working out her monthly budget because I was like, you, you can't be in debt. You can't suffer financially when you earn such, when you earn a lot of money. Let's help. Let me help you yeah. out. Let me help you sort out your household, you know, and that's that's what I do. I go on um, motivational talks to talk to people and say, "Hey, you just be strong, be brave, change your life." And you know, that's that's what I do. I'm trying to help women. I'm trying to help them realize that they are powerful and they are great in every way. So there we have it. I mean, there's more to Women's Month than just cupcakes and high tea. Like, yeah. do something <laughs> literally. Uh, uh. Take take one day and, like Bukelewa said, teach someone how to create a budget for themselves. Go up to women and give them sanitary towels for three months if uh. they don't have access to that. Because trust uh. me, posting about it on Facebook or Instagram is not going to impact their lives in any way. Chandra, your thoughts? Okay. Um, mine is a little bit different from a workplace environment. Um, it's very easy for women to use other women to get to a different point. Mm-hmm. Um, and most workplace environments are still patriarchal. You still have men. It's a boys club in a lot of world, especially in the tech world, which I'm currently in. Um, it's boys on boys and boys. Jeez, that's boys. like the hip hop world. Yeah. The tech world? <laughs> tech world is where hip hop That's hectic. But. As a woman, if you are in the industry, I think you have the responsibility of helping the younger generation behind you and going, okay, I see you doing this. If you try it this way around, or let's talk about what's going on in your life, figure out how to make it easier, make it further, what we can do to help each other. Because if you are helping the younger generation and the generation a little bit behind you, you're not only building 
their careers, but you're building the way for more women to get into those industries. Uh, there's a reason why you have a lot, very few female stand-up comedians because mm-hmm. men have this myth that women aren't funny, but they just don't get our sense of humour. Yeah, <laughs> we're too high level for them. <laughs> but it's also in the men's world where it's very easy in the work environment if you are a strong woman to be described as a bitch. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. When you're not being a bitch, you're just saying, "This is my line. Do not cross it because I'm good at what I want to do. This is what I want. This is how I'm going to do it." And if you are refusing to bend on that, because men have been taught from childhood, if I talk louder than she does, or if I just ignore what she's going to do, then no one's going to notice. The easiest way to test this in your life is if you're walking down the corridor, do you get out of the way of the guy walking towards you, or does he get out of your way? Mm. And the best advice I have for this one is bump the crap out of him. <laughs> I'm sorry. I went to a private school, so I will stand at the door. Like I am even for nobody. Even when I came in here, mm. I was waiting for somebody to open the door for me. Boom bang. Yeah, I'm so. I, I will wait. Like that's it. <laughs> <laughs> Why is it that we're so ready though? And I want to delve into this, maybe. Us ladies are not like this. Maybe that's not how we think. But why is it that so many women are so ready to attack one another or be in competition with one another to the point where we'd put a man getting and having an opportunity before another woman? I think, um, I know, especially in the entertainment industry, the girls that I'm the closest with are the friends that I... I can just be like, friend, you'll never believe what happened. Because mm-hmm. we have had that moment of, we actually realize how similar we are. Do you know what I mean? There's a friend of mine, Lutando. Her and I were in a presenter search together. And most people would have thought that we would have despised one another and yeah. fought with one another and let the competition get in the way of one another. But for the first time in my life, I was with a person who knew exactly what I was going through. And I chose to rather hold on to that and build a friendship on that rather than see this person as competition. So we have a tendency as women to view each other as competition and we do it all the time, even in the mall, even at parties. Mm. When this girl works in, I just need to assess. Is my outfit better than her? Do I look flyer than her? Okay, cool. We're cool. And if I feel in any way intimidated by that, I don't know this girl, but I've already decided that I do not like her. There's honesty for you. I don't know why that is. I don't know why we have that thing as women. And we are really afraid to like let people know that I'm going through something. Like right now, friend, you know, my finances are not too good. Can Mm. you help me with this? Or I'm actually sick. Can you help me with this? Or I'm going through this problem. We're very afraid to let people look into our lives and help us. I think it goes back to the thing that I was saying earlier. We've just got this keep it moving mentality. Whereas sometimes we just need to be able to help to ask for help and also if somebody is asking you for help don't make them feel like they owe you something a lot of the time in society when we help somebody we always like oh don't Don't tell me about that one i gave a 500 rand to go to the doctor last week do you know what i mean We, we we need to let go of those things and we need to see each other as allies and as friends and as sisters rather than competition or rather than if it wasn't for this person i would have that job or if it wasn't for this person i would have that man we need to stop seeing th- those kind of bad things in one another and start focusing on the good in one another. I heard uh, somebody say once, uh, even if you win, a, win the rat race, you're still a rat. Mm, I love that. But, um, Bukelwa, you were saying something about protecting ourselves mm. and uh, teaching each other self-defense or taking each other for self-defense courses and, and whatnot. This is on men. And this is why we say men are trash. And this is something that really needs to be said time and time again. 
We're not saying all men are trash. No, we're not. But you don't deserve a naughty badge just because you don't rape someone. Mm. We are saying men are trash because you cannot, as a woman, step out your door fully trusting any man in this world. Not even your father, not even your brother, mm. not even your own husband. And yes, we need to protect ourselves because men are trash. Mm. Wow. And you know, it's so sad because a lot of the time when women are put in situations where men have done these horrible things to them, they speak to the women. Like I know a lot of times in, in, in black households, like if the man beats the woman, then and the elders will come and speak to them and say, no guys, you know, you should be able to work on this. In Nomuzi, you must be strong. You are a wife. You must be strong. And it's like, how about you tell your, your son not to hit me? Like, how's about I don't have to put up with that? Or how's about I don't actually have to take self-defense classes? Don't hurt me. Why do I have to be in a position mm. where I have to be able to defend myself? It's so crazy now that self-defense classes has to be on my list of things to do. Yeah. On top of all the other things that I do. And we're talking about the average South African woman. Mm. I think it's a little bit easier for us. You know, but there is the average South African woman who has to wake up at three o'clock to get the kids ready to be at work at six, takes public transports, works so hard. And they always say if the, if the result of hard work was success and riches, African women would be the richest because they work so mm-hmm. hard. They go through the most and they don't see the fruits of all, all their labor. So it, it it gets very difficult, but I think it's so important for us as women to stand together. And if you are a man that hears men are trash and are offended or are annoyed and you and your friends just sit around and have a laugh about it, why not question each other? Why not have those tough conversations with yes. each other mm. as friends? You know, so often they'll just keep it sliding, keep it moving. It's an awkward conversation. You know, we just change. We don't want to get into that, but you have mm. to do it. I didn't want to get raped. I didn't want to have to deal with the with the issues of that. But you put me in that position, and now I have to deal with all of those things. So I think as much as women have to like get stronger and support one another and do this and do that, men need to also just leave us alone. There's only um, a, a, yeah. a, a, some point at which you have to say I can no longer get stronger. I mean, once I'm killed, I'm not going to come out of the grave and be, become stronger. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So, in your opinions, um. From a basic level in terms of young men, because I also, I do agree with Chandra. I think that, you know, the whole mentality that it's okay to abuse women or to verbally throw something at a woman starts at a very young age. Mm-hmm. What do you, what do you think are some of the ways in which this can be combated at a young, you know, basic level, schoolboy level? Um, personally, from my own experience is encourage teachers mm-hmm. because in most, in most schools around the world, 80% of the staff are teachers. Encourage from a very strong level that women in the schools will be promoted because there are 20% of the teachers in South Africa are male. 80% of the headmasters in the country are male. Mm. Um, so from a school environment, it's quite simple. Start promoting within, start in, uh, promoting teachers and giving female teachers the voice to be able to say, no, this is right, this is wrong. Um, also... Not tolerate boys that do well in school will generally be pulled out as, oh, you're so clever, you're so da 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 da. Um, and girls that are doing well will be told, 
Oh, you're doing really well. Just work a little bit harder because yeah, somehow but we your have this sports culture. grades are not. You know, you need to get a sports in there as well. Your grades are perfect, mm-hmm. but you need to get a sports in there as well. With girls, it's just never enough. Yeah. And um, then uh-huh. from the other side is we need to start having the com- the awkward conversations at school level already. Uh, the awkward. Convers- the awkward conversation, as in, what is consent? How does consent actually work? Why um, the British have a thing of tea? Which mm-hmm. I think is absolutely oh, wonderful. Yes. Um, Explaining consent with tea. tea. It's the most British mm. thing you'll ever if hear. If someone's <laughs> passed out, don't give them tea. Don't force them to drink the tea. Mm. Um, it, it really does explain consent in a very good way. And we need to start talking about that. And we need to give this whole case of it doesn't matter if the girl doesn't run as fast as you. Or actually, actually primary school level, girls are stronger than boys. Um, girls run faster and everything. And a way to keep girls in their place is to go, oh, you throw like a girl. We need to stop encouraging mm. using feminine words as, as an insult. Yes. Mm. yes. There's actually a really great campaign now that always is doing mm. yes. um, where they're encouraging like people to... To say their stories like a girl And in the advert they, sh- they say to people Like punch like a girl And you see like the boys Like doing these sissy little punches yeah. and they say it to the young girl too And she's like punching so hard And it's just like being it, it, It's often also with gay I was having this conversation yes. With my friends as well um, It's seen as a diminutive Yeah like yes. Oh don't do that It's gay Don't do that mm. Like oh don't be a girl mm. You know it, It's oh, always seen oh. as like a negative thing The negative mm. connotations have to stop but it's also um, boys will be boys. That needs to stop. Yes. From a very young age. Mm. Because, yes, boys will be boys and they will grow up to be rapists. Thank and you, Go to mom. jail and mm. kill people. We don't want that, now, do we? Kelwa? Sorry. Go uh, for it. Something my mom taught me when I was little was if a man hits you, mm. you, you might not be as strong as he is, but the Blixen has to go to sleep at some point. And a good um, heavy pressure cooker pot can do a lot of damage. <laughs> That's what Medea taught us. Not that we're advocating violence. Oh, <laughs> Don't, ad- I'm not advocating violence, but it is a case of at certain situations in your life, mm-hmm. you're going to get hurt um, because you're not as physically strong as someone else. But it doesn't mean that your options are cut off in just that situation because you have to make the decision further on mm. of how you're going to handle it. And if how you're going to handle it is, you know what? I have a pressure cooker with those hard, those old fashioned steam lids with the valve. This is evil. That thing can do a lot of damage. (laughs) And if that is your backup in your head at all times, like, you know what? If this is going to happen, this is one of my options. Mm. And unfortunately, we all have that escape route in our head of, oh, yes. Uh, if this happens, then I can jump out of a car. Sorry. Or no, but it's I true. can it is true. scream as loud as I can because Ooh. at least I still have my voice. Or whereas for so many minutes, like okay, if she back chats me one more time, I'm just going to give her a fat clap across the yeah. face. What, mm. Bukelwa? What are your thoughts in terms of boys at a young age? How First of we- all, how do you even like? Walk into society? Can you even take an Uber? Like, yeah. how are you okay right now? I don't know. I, I just, don't want to. Put, I don't want to put it that bluntly, <laughs> but I'm first. Thank you, Like you, you, you was talking about the um, always campaign. I jumped out of a car like a girl, and I, I nailed it. You uh-huh. know, I ran, and uh-huh. yes. I'm alive. So. My mentality is why dwell on the pain? You know, I, I made it out and he's out there living his life. 
I don't care. I'm still alive. I get to achieve my dreams. I get to see my child. I get to see my family. What do I have to cry for? I'm alive, you know. Yes, I've got scars on my face. Yes, I lost two teeth, but it doesn't make a difference. I'm still me. Yeah. I didn't lose my life. So, uh, with what Sasha asked, um, from a very young age, I used to play with boys. So I grew up around males, mm-hmm. you, know, you know, and they would obviously wrestle me. So I grew up like as a very tough chick. I would punch boys. I would wrestle with boys. I would, I would do all those boy things. Yeah. And that's one thing I'm teaching my child right now because I, I think honestly, it taught me to be one of the boys. And that's why with the males I grew up with, they, they never thought they could, uh, Hit me or anything Because I fight back I do it like a boy It doesn't matter what it is I do it like a boy mm. So w- My child was Like being bullied By this other Four year old uh, At her daycare And I said to her Well If he bites you Bite him back <laughs> If he punches you You need to punch him back You can't cry You can't cry about it yeah. Just Do what the boys do Just hit him And That's I mean, that's how I grew up and that's how I take life. If we, we are all equal. If he can do it, so can I. If he can, uh, get his master's degree in whatever industry, I can do it too. Mm. If he can be a rapper, I can do it too. You know, what's stopping me? Yes, I have boobs, but <laughs> I mean, I can do it too. Why not? <laughs> Why not? Yeah. You know, what's stopping me? We are all human and that's what we need to teach our, our, Girls at a very early age That if he can do this You can do it too Well that's what I want to go into as well Do you think that Like I said earlier on Do you think that Young women actually value themselves And I'm not for one second Trying to say that The way a woman thinks Leaves room open For men to treat her In a certain way But do you think A big reason As to why women In a controlled environment Actually allow Abuse from men Is because of the way Society brings women up In our culture Absolutely Absolutely. I think most times As well um, Why people don't get Out of bad situations Is because of the Financial stability That men can offer them Yeah Um, But we live in a time Where you can get that On your own It's a very difficult And I think Culturally as well You had mentioned it earlier Mm. Like we are taught that You have to obey a man He's the head of the household And all of those things But sometimes The line can be very thin Between obedience And putting up with bullshit (laughs) Do you know what I mean? (laughs) Like putting his strength Yeah Like there's there's a very very clear difference Um, So I think Sometimes we depend on men For particular things And a lot of the time In the workplaces The bosses are men mm. A man owns this radio station Do you know what I mean? Like the people In the very high positions In the world are men So sometimes we feel like We have to kind of Do certain things To persuade them To get certain things But we are living In a time now Where there are those few places Where things are really Starting to happen for women And I know especially In hip hop There is that perception That there is no space For women in hip hop And mm. There is no way you can break through. There's no man who's going to be able to help you. But for me and the the woman who are in hip hop today, we've learned that they, they, we have our own individual voice. There are a lot of things that we can do and a lot of things that we can say that the biggest male artists in this country can never do because they are male. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Mm. So um, I think we have to learn not to rely on men for particular things because we can't get all of those things ourselves. Even sexual pleasure Yes <laughs> <laughs> it's, a, it's a constant re- renegotiation of identity it's, And it's 
forever changing Women have to renegotiate identity every single day. That's what I was saying earlier. We have to, we wake up and, and we, it's all about the hustle. Yeah. We have to negotiate men's egos. We have to negotiate different kinds of workspaces, different kinds of public spaces and, and different reactions in our families, in our nuclear family and then our extended family. And we constantly have to be the quiet, obedient, oh, um, She's the peacemaker, so um Let's dump all of our crap on her and she'll yes, just yeah. pick up the slack. Or or even they expect you to be quiet about it and just accept and move along. Mm. But in actually negotiating our identities and coming to some sort of uh, ground where okay, you know that this is where I stand, these are my beliefs mm. and I'm not going to waver. Um you kind of become an unwitting role model. Yeah. Even if you don't want to be. I was just about to say that you become the poster child. Like yes. if you get raped and you're like, I, I'm pressing charges against this man because he raped me, but I want to move on with my life. You have to become the face of rape. Oh, yes. And you, you then have to live the abuse over and over. As if you don't live again. it every single day. Yeah. I mean, mm. the, it's been over 20 years and I still have nightmares. It's constant in the back of my mind. Okay, this person walking past kind of looks like him. Is it him? I'm going into a panic mode and my mind is going all over the place. Eventually, you, I realize, oh, it's not him. And then somebody reminds me like, oh, but you're so strong. No, I'm not strong. I'm yeah. just, I'm just kind of putting on a smile yeah. right now yeah. and I really want to smack you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Chandra. Your face just says it all. I mean, this is, it's ridiculous. Uh, yeah. I'm actually shaking in studio right now because of hearing these stories. I mean, at the same time, I'm very happy and I commend women, you know, such as the ones that I'm, you know, seized with right now at, you know, the strength and the courage that they show and the tenacity and everything, but it saddens me. I think it's a case of we all know strong women. Mm -hmm. uh, we all know women that you wish you could take by the shoulders, grab and go, thank. Yeah. Why are you doing this? Uh, my best friend at Varsity, who was also my best friend in high school, got married to a man who told her she can't be my friend anymore because my fiancé doesn't control me enough. Mm. I have too many opinions of my own, Ooh. and I earn more than he does. Her husband, not my fiancé. <laughs> <laughs> um, and that wow. made it invalid to be a presence around me because I'm teaching her the wrong ideals. And the church she's in is extremely strict. And one of the things I always find fascinating is people don't realize how unbelievably patriarchal the Afrikaans society is. Mm. Being a strong woman in the Afrikaans society makes you mm -hmm. a target for pretty much anything. Um, from men yelling at you, people screaming at you, mm. telling you, oh, no, 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 you're, you're clearly a lesbian or you hate men. Because you earn a salary or you're 13 and you're not, you're not yet married and yeah. you don't have children. Oh, you'll never get married with that attitude. Um, <laughs> As if marriage is the be all and end all <laughs> of our lives. I went to my matric reunion two years ago and I was told very strongly that, oh, there must be something wrong in your life because you're not married and you don't have children. What a standard to put on women. Okay, we don't have enough time, but briefly, really briefly, I just want to know your thoughts. Mostly to young women out there, what is your advice? 
my advice to young women out there is that you'll never ever kill your flame lighting somebody else's flame. So open up to somebody else, especially a woman, because more often than not, you guys are going through the exact same thing. And the more we stand together and the more we speak out about this, the more we will know it's okay. You know, a lot of people have been saying that this stuff has been going on in South Africa for years. It's just the first time that we're hearing about it. If that's the case, it's disgusting, but then it's good because finally, eventually, something will be done about it. Mm-hmm. And as a man, the responsibility on you, whether you're doing it or not, is on you. You have to do something. Don't just stand around. And if your friends are making a joke of it, don't laugh. It's not funny. Like jokes in the, in a small space often go into something serious in a mm. bigger, bigger space. So I think just women stand together, support one another and know that being female is your superpower. I, I don't want to raise my children in a society where I'm like, well, babe, this is South Africa. You have to be safe. I want my children to be free and know that they can do anything. I think that's what this, this country was all about in the first place. So I think just stay strong. Share your superpowers with the woman around you and just keep praying. At the, right now, I feel like God is all we have because Mbalula ain't doing nothing for us. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'd say be brave, be strong, and take risks. You have nothing to lose. Be an iron woman. I call myself iron woman. Be yeah. an iron woman. And, you know... Yes, they say we punch like girls, but do everything like a boy. Make money like a man. <laughs> Drive like a man. <laughs> you know, punch like a man and see, that'll probably get too far. You know, yeah. Just Chandra, be strong. Don't be afraid of your own voice and mm-hmm. your own opinions. If something say, tells you this is the right thing to do, do it. Nikita. Well, we've been fighting the patriarchy for years and years and years and years, and we will probably be fighting it for many years to come. I just say keep on keeping on. You're a strong woman. Don't doubt it. Believe in yourself. This is YLP, Youth Leadership Platform on cliffcentral.com. Thank you so much for tuning in today. Catch us same time, same place next week. For now, it is goodbye and God bless. This is cliffcentral.com.